0: Hello, and welcome to Open for Business, a corporate travel and expense podcast powered by TripActions. Open for Business is a series of conversations about corporate travel and expenses. We're speaking to the big picture thinkers and the frontline decision makers, the circles and squares charting the future of travel technology and corporate team management Companies that had long pushed their travel and expense programs down the list of priorities were forced into a rude awakening in March, 2020. Suddenly getting travelers home safely, tracking unused tickets and waivers, adjusting policies to new travel restrictions and fulfilling duty of care was put to the ultimate test. In the six months since, we've seen a huge appetite for modern t management from TripActions. Enterprises who found themselves ill-equipped with their antiquated legacy TMC when COVID hit are now looking for a more innovative solution that can meet the challenges ahead. t and is such an integral part of business growth that it's critical that enterprises use this time to arm themselves with a tech-forward and T&E solution and partner that employees actually want to use. More than 500 organizations have made the switch to TripActions since 2020. To best meet the needs of these enterprises, TripActions earlier this month released the TripActions Enterprise Edition. This comprehensive T&E solution combines the best booking experience, robust global inventory, 24-7 access to expert travel agents, and modern payments and expense tech in a single platform. Through this modern technology, TripActions is increasing traveler satisfaction and adoption, driving safety and compliance, and making T&E programs more efficient and cost-effective. Today, we're sitting down with Johnny Bryan, Chief of Staff at Unit 4, to talk through their decision to make the move to TripActions in the midst of a global pandemic, and how the situation awakened them to what was really needed to protect their travelers and control costs through their travel and expense program. Johnny, thank you so much for joining us today. Why don't we start by hearing a little bit more about your role?
1: I'm Chief of Staff at Unit 4. Unit 4 is a global software business. We have about 2,500 people across North America, EMEA, and Asia Pacific. And we are in the business of creating software for people-based businesses. So for professional services, for the public sector, for nonprofits, and for education. My role as Chief of Staff is to support Mike Etling, our CEO, in running the business and in managing our board of directors and our shareholder private electric firm Advent as well. so it's quite a broad role touching every aspect of the business, but very exciting, particularly through the transformation that we're taking the business through at the moment.
0: Absolutely, I can imagine how many changes have been happening recently
1: it 's definitely been an interesting six months, one that none of us quite anticipated we 'd be going through I think it's definitely you know for us it 's been a great moment actually where we 've really seen the the value of you know all the sort of changes we started to make last year, the cultural changes started to take the business through we 've actually really seen the benefits of that as we've ever, as we've hit this pandemic in enabling you know our, our people to sort of really still come together still operate to, to the level that they want to keep the morale up in the business and actually to continue delivering the results that we have as well. It's been an interesting period, but it's been really um, heartening to see, see how the business has come together and, and the results we've still achieved.
0: And you just recently joined with Trip Actions. When was that?
1: So we were working with some of your team for um, probably a couple of months in the early summer period, and then we went live in mid-August. So we've been just over a month live on the Trip Actions platform now.
0: Fantastic. Well, let's go back to kind of where that relationship started. How were you managing the corporate travel program at the start of the pandemic? And what did you find was lacking in that situation?
1: So we were doing our our corporate travel through one of the big uh, legacy travel players. And we'd had a relationship with that company for for a number of years. Our desire to change travel provider actually really came pre-pandemic. And it was largely driven by just the sort of the old way in which things were done. You know, we had this, all the countries that we operated in were very much siloed in terms of our travel offering. So it was quite a sort of fragmented experience that we had in terms of corporate travel. And, we, we, you know, we, we weren't using particularly modern tools. You know, they, they weren't modern and sort of app experiences. It, it was very much sort of an old style way of, of doing corporate travel. And so there'd been that desire to make a change. And then the pandemic comes along, global travel is ground to a halt, and our CEO called me and said, "Look, we're not travelling for now, and we won't be for the next few months. This is the perfect opportunity to make a change." And you know, w- without being particularly disruptive to the business, given the level of bookings we're going to have in our system is going to be, you know, just fractionally above zero for the next sort of you know number of months. Um, this is our opportunity. So it was really about grabbing that opportunity and, and making the change such that when we came out of the pandemic we would have a great new platform to be able to launch for our people.
0: It's interesting to hear you talk about how you and the leadership at your company were already aware that some changes need to be made and that Mm -hmm. this kind of just represented the right time to do that. Why was that decision necessary not only for this situation or when COVID happened, but to mitigate risk for the future as well?
1: I guess there, there are a few things that came into our, our thinking about, about making this change. One was we wanted a more modern experience. And whether pandemic or no pandemic, getting our employees on a modern platform was really important for us. As consumers, we are very used to having amazing tech experiences at home and in our personal lives, whether that's through devices, through apps, through whatever platforms you usually favor, you have a very high level of. Of sort of tech experience and why is it that then when you go to the work work environment should you accept a, a lesser experience and so the experience that you want to be able to give your employees should be just as good as that consumer experience at home and so part of the thinking was well you know when we use all these great apps at home whether it's um expedia booking.com airbnb really easy really modern platforms to do your booking um, for any personal travel You then come into work and you're using something that's really old-fashioned, quite clunky, you know, sort of laborious to use, laborious to manage. That's not a situation that we should really accept. And so there was that general desire to give our employees a much more modern travel experience. And then in terms of cost control, that was that was another sort of key aspect heightened by the pandemic and the need to control costs, you know, becoming ever more important as sort of business has been affected. But again, something, you know, on an ongoing basis that that we needed to be able to do and getting us onto one single travel platform where we could have much greater visibility on on who was traveling, on what travel was being done, on, on the prices being paid was again, really important. And I think the third thing was getting a much greater visibility on where our people were at any one point. And again, this is is certainly something that is important on an ongoing basis, but in particular during times like this, where certain countries, certain regions of the world may have particular problems, whether it's a virus flare up or it could be political unrest, terrorist activity, natural disasters and so on. But for the sake of our employee wellness, and our our duty of care to our employees, having a really good handle on exactly where our employees are at any one time when they're travelling for work is really important. And that was a huge challenge with our previous provider. We didn't really have any great up-to-date, to-the-minute way of tracking where our employees were. With the TripActions platform, we've got that. And just with the limited amount of travel we're doing at the moment, actually going in there and seeing that we can we can see where our employees are for that sort of you know risk management perspective it is amazing so so that was definitely another big driver for us to make a change
0: i think that we'll probably get into this later but i'm also curious to hear more about support what your support experience was like for business travelers before and kind of the what you saw on trip actions that you thought could be done better
1: yeah i think this is an interesting area actually because we are we've, we've got ourselves into the habit, and this this may be the same at you know many other companies where again you know from this from the consumer side when we're doing our personal travel at home i very much doubt a lot of your listeners call an airline call a hotel to make a booking they'll go on their phone they'll get up their app they'll they'll find what they want they'll click book put their credit card in done they won't talk to anyone I've spoken to agents over the last few months because I sort of had to because of various different refund policies for airlines. Ninety-nine percent of the time, I never speak to anyone when I book any consumer travel. You just do it all all digitally. But we got to the we got into the habit with our corporate travel, and I saw that I I did it myself. I saw it with a a number of colleagues where we would always email our previous travel provider saying, "Please, you know, here's my rough itinerary. Please, could I book this trip?" And so there wasn't really that sort of digital engagement at all with the old travel provider. Now, part of that was the fact that their online system wasn't really able to cope with anything that was you know, particularly complex in terms of travel. But the vast majority of the engagement was in person, either via email or via phone. And so I think we've actually got a bit of change management to do with our own people. Now that we've switched to trip actions. I think there's still that inbuilt desire for people to connect with another human being to make that booking. I think we need to try and wean people off that over time. So the majority of bookings, which I said the vast majority of our bookings are fairly straightforward. It's a return flight. It's probably a hotel at the other end. You don't generally speak to someone to do that. You can just do that digitally online. And so what we need to move to is to get people to engage with the TripActions platform largely digitally, mostly self-serve, and then to use the support when they actually really do genuinely need help versus just getting another person at their end to make us to do a sort of fairly simple booking task. I think the, the feedback so far has been great. The fact that we've got support 24-7 now, there's no concept of out of hours, so you don't have to pay extra for contacting a support agent at you know some strange time of the night when, when a travel issue pops up, it is you know obviously a huge, huge benefit. But and, and you, the fact that you've got the, the chat, you've got email, you can you can call in. And as I said, it's 24 seven. So feedback so far has been great, but I think what we need to do on our end, really, rather than trip actions end is is that is a sort of cultural change of getting people to engage much more digitally, that they actually don't really need to, to contact support unless they really do actually need someone to help them out with a particular challenge.
0: I think you might have touched on this in the beginning, but where are your travelers? Are they all over the world or mostly in Europe?
1: They're all over the world. We had about 2,500 employees in total. Um, and that split the vast majority of those in, in EMEA. Um, and then we've got a couple of hundred in North America. And that business is growing. And then a couple of hundred in Asia Pacific as well. So the majority of our employees in EMEA, and that split across UK and Ireland, uh, the Nordics, Germany, uh, Spain, Poland, France, Netherlands. Um, and then a few other countries as well. So we, we have got employees fairly spread out. And then actually that drove us to then have a culture pre-pandemic of everyone jumping on a plane whenever they wanted to do a meeting. It was the sort of the default way to get together with people was, hey, you know, let, let's all fly into whether it was Amsterdam, Lisbon, Munich, Stockholm, you jump on a plane and you can go and have a day meeting there and then fly back home. And that's fine, but it doesn't need to be every time. Obviously, we've been in a period now where no one's doing that at all, and we've been fully virtual. And I think when we come out of the pandemic, it's going to be a matter of finding the right balance, of travelling when you need to, and when it really has an impact to be in front of people, whether that's your own people or in front of customers. But then, you know, sensibly using virtual engagement with people when you can as well. Two reasons. One, it saves cost, uh, but two, it actually saves people's time as well. You do spend a lot of time travelling, and you spend a lot of time away from home. And so I think it's finding the right balance of traveling versus doing things virtually. Certainly, you know, for me over the last couple of weeks, I've I've really benefited from just seeing people face to face again. It's nice to see people face to face. I think people will want to do that over the next 12 months as we come out of this. But it'll be a matter of finding the right balance between traveling and doing things virtually.
0: I actually read an article this morning on Business Travel News talking about how companies are now thinking about travel more as the value that they can get from each business trip. And I think Mm -hmm. that's something that's really helpful with that are the dashboards inside trip actions where you have better control and visibility into that travel spend. So you can kind of match up what you're spending as well as the value that you're getting from each of those trips. So maybe people aren't hopping on planes every day for a one day meeting now, but you're able to kind of better balance that value and that spend once you have the real time data given to you about what you're spending and why.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting point, actually. It it would be interesting to to be able to properly measure the ROI on every trip and measure that versus the ROI of doing something virtually. And is there enough of a delta between the two? I think certainly the value of seeing customers face to face is huge. So I think we will probably look to in the future be doing more of our travel for customer engagements than internal face to face. But then I think also the emotional and mental benefits for people just to see people face to face is huge as well. And so, you know, ensuring that we do allow internal travel to a sufficient degree such that people are able to get that face to face engagement is really important. And another dynamic about our business is that because we are quite globally spread, we have a lot of cross-border teams um, and a lot of cross-border leadership roles as well. and so. For a lot of teams, you know, for for a leader to be able to see their direct reports, they actually have to be able to travel cross border, and so that, you know, that they'll be able to do you know a lot of engagement virtually, sure, but they do need to be able to see them face to face, and so it, it's finding that right balance. As we sort of mature on in our use of the trip actions platform, it would be great to be able to start to try and look at you know ROIs and cost benefits of travelling versus not travelling.
0: Absolutely. And in addition to some of the products that we're talking about or features such as the support and the dashboards, TripActions also created the Business Travel Continuity Suite in March of 2020. And these were tools that were created to help companies better track their travelers, as well as things like flight waivers and all of the nuances that came with the shutdown of travel in March so are there any particular features or products that were helpful from the TripActions Business Travel Continuity Suite? Yeah.
1: And, and certainly, as we were evaluating which new providers to go with, seeing that that suite from TripActions was definitely a factor in the choice we made in going with you. And the, you know, what you have just alluded to, the, the dashboards you have where you can see the, the live travel status of... of Everyone that's currently on a trip, see where they are in the world, see where they've been in the past 14 days. That that's hugely valuable data, and that's the the benefit of being with someone like you, where it is it's one platform. Everyone, regardless of where they are in the world, they're booking onto that same platform. The data's feeding into the same place. So being able to surface that data to us is a huge benefit, and that's something we never had before. So so absolutely that 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 one dashboard that you've got, which I understand you you built in pretty short order over a weekend. At the beginning of the pandemic, that was a big swing factor in terms of the choice we made. And actually, also, given the way you developed that in such you know short time periods, that was a great indication to us of the speed of innovation on the TripActions platform and your approach to product improvement, product enhancements, to listening to your customers and to then enacting you know, those requested changes pretty quickly. So again, that was that was a pretty big swing factor in us wanting to go with TripActions to partner with someone that takes innovation so seriously like that and does it so quickly.
0: I think our team really looked at the challenges that came around with COVID-19 as an opportunity to develop our tool and even better serve the customers and community, especially for new companies that were coming on, such as Unit 4. You mentioned just now kind of the decision-making process that went into choosing Trip Actions, And I'm curious to learn a little bit more about the purchasing process. What was that purchasing process like internally as you started to make these decisions?
1: We were perhaps in a fortunate position in this our, our CEO is a huge traveler he's based across um, the US and Europe, travels a huge amount between the two continents. And so it was actually him you know, that, that seeded the idea of changing platforms shortly after he, he took over as CEO of Unit 4 and was then the driving force in ensuring we, we made that change once the pandemic hit. There wasn't the need to sell the change to senior management, sort of pitch the idea of a new provider to senior management. That was sort of a given. It was really just a the case then of okay, which platform do we go for? Um, are they going to do what we want them to do for us? And are they a good partner for our, for our travel for the future? Um, so it was, it was probably perhaps a different purchasing process than some companies may go through in needing to sort of sell the, the value and the benefits of making the change. That was sort of a given that it was going to happen. It was then just a matter of you know, ensuring that based on some criteria we set out, which is the right partner for us to go with.
0: Definitely. And I think your situation also highlights the importance of having leadership want to make a shift and want better systems in place. So whether it's coming from the top down or whether, you know, maybe the travel manager or finance leader is talking to their leadership, I think it's really important that there is an agreement among them that that something can be done better here for their people and for their company.
1: Yeah, absolutely. One of the the core pillars that that our CEO, Mike, set out when he joined Unit 4 last year. He set out three core pillars of transformation. And one of those pillars was creating an extraordinary environment for our people. And he he looks up to a number of businesses that have an awesome culture. And, and that's what he aspired to create at Unit 4. There are so many different aspects to how you create culture and how you change culture in a business. But one of those is the experience you give your people in the tools they have to use to to get their work done. And, and travel is, you know, certainly for those people that travel more often, travel is a huge part of that. And so in creating that right people experience, you need to give people the right tools to be able to, to do that. And we certainly didn't have the right tool before. And so when we were evaluating which partners to go with, the key thing was wh- which provider is going to give us the right tool to give our employees an awesome people experience such that when they do travel, it, it's seamless, it's easy, um, and people actually enjoy it rather than sort of, you know, dread going through the booking process as they may have done before.
0: It's interesting to hear how you talk about the correlation between culture and having an incredible travel experience, because I think especially for the employees that are traveling often, how they travel, how they book the travel, if they feel supported on the road, that really is a major part of their employee experience and can either add or take away from the culture in that organization.
1: Absolutely. It's giving your employees the signal that you care. When we launched Trip Actions, we very much framed the, the communications around we're making this change, this positive change for you, for the employees. While cost was, and cost of the, the booking platform was a factor in the decision process, it wasn't driven by that. And, you know, being open, there were there were slightly cheaper alternatives that we could have gone with. But we went with Trip Actions because we thought, well, actually, you know, the, the slightly, sort of more premium price tag is worth paying for because we are going to give our employees that better experience.
0: You're based in EMEA and a lot of your travelers are based in EMEA and all over the world. But I'm curious if you could share a little bit about your perspective on what's unique being based in EMEA right now versus the U.S.
1: Yeah, so uh, pre-pandemic when cross-border traveling was pretty seamless for everyone. And, and frankly, in many cases, sort of slightly unnoticeable, certainly with the sort of, you know, visa-free travel across much of Europe. I wouldn't have said there was much difference at all of getting on a flight in a MIA versus getting on one in the US. But that's obviously changed quite a bit now. And, you know, since the start of national lockdowns and then the differing ways in which countries have eased those restrictions, some putting quarantine in place, like a huge range of different entry requirements, traveling has become a bit of a minefield across EMEA. And so, you know, staying on top of those changing rules, ensuring that you qualify in the right places, that you've had the right length of stay in a particular country, pre-travel, it's a bit of a challenge staying on top of. I haven't done a huge amount of travel myself so far. I've just done, you know, the one personal trip to Italy in the last few months. But even then, you know, ensuring I had the right form printed off, I'd filled in the right things, handed it to the, the gate agent uh, you know, at, at the airport... To be able to qualify to get in was important. And, and you know, with the UK constantly changing their quarantine requirements um, for various countries, it's created a bit of havoc, certainly for people traveling for holidays, and I imagine for business travel as well. So it's a bit of a challenge traveling to me at the moment.
0: What are the positive business outcomes that you're looking to achieve by modernizing your T&E platform?
1: There were three key things that we were looking at here. The first was controlling spending. So getting tighter controls around what could and couldn't be booked. The second was having a more effective approval system, which kind of links back to the first. But the issue we had with our previous provider was because the experience was very siloed across different countries, with people having managers in different countries, the approvals cross-border just didn't work. People were on different booking platforms and different systems. And so having everyone on the one global platform, you do a live sync to our HR system each day, so, you have the latest hierarchy in terms of who's managing who. So, being able to route all the approvals to the right place in a real time basis is really valuable for us. Um, and then the third thing, which we've talked about already, is the better tracking of our employees um, to ensure employee safety and for sort of business continuity purposes. That's a big factor for us as well.
0: Were there any other required capabilities of the new TE platform or TMC partner that you were looking to fulfill?
1: I mean, certainly, you know, we wanted to have that one global platform, that was hugely important. A broad range of inventory and pricing was really important as well. Given our global footprint, we have people looking for different sorts of travel providers in different markets. So having that really broad range of inventory so people could access the travel provider that they wanted was important. In particular, actually being able to access low-cost carriers. Our previous travel provider wasn't able to load those into their system. And so we actually had a situation where... Asia Pacific was on a completely different platform to the rest of the business because they needed to access pricing for Air Asia in Asia Pacific. So a lot of their travel they did on, on Air Asia. So having the ability to, to access low-cost carrier pricing was, was definitely important. And then as we've already talked about, having that just simple consumer-like experience on, on the tool was was the, probably the biggest thing. And not having to downgrade your IT experience when you come to use you know, corporate travel. So you know, the one global platform the broad range of imagery, including the low-cost carriers, and then that consumer-like experience um, with, with the corporate travel tool. Those are really the key things we were looking for.
0: What was the decision criteria that ultimately led you to TripActions?
1: We, we looked at a number of different factors through our sort of review process when we had you side-by-side side with another provider. I think our final decision to go with TripActions really was led by a, a few key factors. First was we wanted to be amongst a great company in terms of your customer base. We wanted to be surrounded by other modern tech companies helping to lead the way in terms of your innovation. And also, we didn't want to be the biggest player on your platform. Our approach to corporate travel is perhaps slightly old-fashioned, given where we've come from with our legacy travel provider. So we didn't want to necessarily be leading the way ourselves. We wanted to sort of be led in terms of best practice for travel by some of your sort of broader customer base. So that was definitely a factor second one was the strong commitments you made to us to partner closely with us as your solution grows um, and as we mature in our approach to corporate travel and actually getting some of those commitments directly from the top from your CEO. And so having that buy-in from from you as a company to partner with us really closely was very important. And then lastly, I'd probably highlight the strong feedback we got from from customer reference calls um, about the experience of using TripActions. So having that external validation was really important too.
0: I think you make a really great point about not necessarily being the largest company on the platform. You might have seen that TripActions recently released TripActions Enterprise Edition, in which we are creating a suite of products that already exist, but in such a way that they're really tailored to the enterprise. Larger and larger companies are recognizing that their employees need a better system, that they need better systems in order to track travelers, provide duty of care, and controlling and tracking their finances.
1: I imagine a lot of those companies are are looking at making a change for, for a lot of the same reasons that we did. Mm-hmm. You know, looking to break away from, from the legacy way of doing corporate travel, go to a much more modern approach. And now that they can see that Nature Actions has the, the platform to be able to cope with that enterprise level of requirements and that they have probably a similar downtime in terms of tra- existing travel, it is the perfect opportunity. And so I I imagine a lot of businesses are taking this moment to make that change.
0: Absolutely, which is a great segue to the travelers that are already traveling with TripActions in your organization. What's the feedback been of your executives and travelers since launching TripActions?
1: It's early days. As I said before, we, we launched in uh, mid-August. So we've had about a month on the platform so far. But we've got about a third of our employees um, signed up and using the platform already. We've had quite a number of trips already booked, which has been great. And the early feedback has been really positive. It's simple sign-up process Very intuitive tool to use, simplified booking process, quick, quick reaction from support. I think as with any of these, there's a bit of sort of user education. And as I was sort of alluding to before, in terms of the way in which we have been used to accessing corporate travel, very much an in-person engagement. I think there's a bit of re-education to go through in terms of how people use it and doing more on a digital basis versus having to speak to someone face to face. But the early feedback has been great. Our CEO has already been traveling and he's loved using the tool so far as have the assistants supporting some of our leaders. So so early feedback has been really positive and looking forward to getting the rest of the business up and live on the platform and them using it in the coming months.
0: Fascinating. I truly think this is one of the most valuable podcasts that we've done so far because you're really taking us step by step through the process and what your organization has been through, what they looked for and why TripActions was ultimately right for you. So thank you so much for sharing so many insights.
1: Not at all. It's been a pleasure. You know, it's been great going through this process with TripActions. And for me, learning far more about corporate travel than I knew uh, coming into this process. As I said, we're looking to really create an awesome people experience for our employees as they travel for work. And so looking forward to all the innovation that's to come from TripActions to being a great partner with you and as you innovate to provide even better travel experiences for our people in the coming months and years.
0: Absolutely. Well, Johnny, thank you so much for your time and hopefully we'll all be traveling again soon and can see each other in person.
1: I hope so. Thanks so much.
0: Subscribe to Open for Business, a corporate T and E podcast powered by TripActions today. This podcast is brought to you by TripActions. Fast becoming the default for corporate travel and expenses, TripActions is the leading cloud based T and E platform that combines industry leading tech with best in class travel agency service. Trusted by four thousand companies globally, TripActions empowers organizations with real time data and insights to make business decisions. Its flexible TE management tools enable quick and decisive action that keep business travelers safe while controlling costs and saving money. Learn more at tripactions.com.